celebrating success, learning from legends, and growing poppies. This is Talk Poppy Talk with Grace Lewis. Kia ora and welcome to Tall Poppy Talk. Koi Love is an ambitious and determined person, currently a fifth-year senior at the University of Southern California, living in Los Angeles and absolutely making the most of her opportunities. First and foremost, you might know Koi as an athlete, making a name for herself on the college courts as a freshman when she made the SEC All-Freshman Team, two-time Freshman of the Week, and the Academic Honor Roll, and went on to be a dominant force ever since being a huge impact player but there's so much more you might recognize kicking it with koi where she's in front of the screen she's talking to the athletes so it's just one of her many passions and recently she launched her own youtube channel well she's had a youtube channel but she started vlogging and just fully embracing that so there's so many things i want to talk about not only has she been using her voice to advocate for fun things but also really serious things and bringing greater awareness to the experience student athletes of color face, student athletes in general face. And with so much changing with NIL, I'm extremely excited to just dive in and ask you a bunch of questions. So first one is where and how are you today? Where am I? I'm in sunny Los Angeles, as my background can show you. No, I'm joking, guys. This is completely fake <laughs> I'm in my room in Los Angeles yes and I am doing great today I'm super excited to be here thank you yeah I'm super hyped to have you here and like I said before I watched your vlog so I know what a typical kind of day maybe looks like but what has today been like and is there anything else like coming up afterwards yeah actually thank you did you like and subscribe is I like I need to subscribe I do I need to <laughs> I'm good. good. I love that. No, I'm joking. But yes, um, so a typical day, you know, I woke up and I went to my two classes. While I was in class, I was shamelessly editing my next vlog that I'm hoping to post today, but we'll see. Um, and then after that, I went and played some basketball, some pickup. Um, I had a couple meetings on Zoom before this, and you were my last one of the day. So we're in it strong. Oh, perfect. I love that. Okay. And like a heavy hitter out of the bag, right, is because you've been described as many things, fierce competitor, hard worker, basketballer, like so many things. If you could put yourself in your shoes of like your friends or your family, how are they describing you? <laughs> That's so funny. The first person that comes to my head is like my mom and my brother. And they're going to say like, she's crazy. She's a wacko. <laughs> Like, we'll be in the house and we're all just laying down and I'll just get up and start yelling, jumping on the couch, like just energetic and fun, funny, but also someone that like takes like criticism and, you know, challenging well. So I, I guess those things are pretty accurate. But yeah, my, my family, they're going to call me crazy every time. <laughs> and they will because they see all sides of you, right? And so I was a rower at Rutgers and I know that experience with teammates, it's like, they see you in all forms when you're tired, when you're in the zone, like you have competed your entire life with a sport where you've got to defend and attack. Rowing, you're just sitting down. Like there's no defense. We're just doing our thing. So do you find for you, like getting into that fierce competitor mode has translated to how you like pursue vlogging, how you do school, like just being really disciplined and competitive? Yeah, definitely. And rowers, I know a lot of the girls on my rowing team here, you guys do not just do nothing. Don't say that 
ever. There are girls who come to like class with blisters all on their oh. hands. Like they're super fit. So no, we will not be accepting that answer here. No, good call out because when I say like nothing, I mean defense. There's no defense yeah. in rowing. Like if someone's gonna walk right through you, like zoom off, you can't even see them. See ya, yeah. they're behind you. Like you can't see it. So it's different being in a sport where you've had to like read other people's body language and like know what their eye gazes are whereas in rowing yeah it's like brutal but you're putting yourself to the limit of brutality like it's so much in your own mind which is like the harder part of it but it's cool that you get to interact with other athletes I know through the kicking it with Koi you do interviews with other people how did that even come about that's so funny so um how did it even start so I was saying like to our video like editor at the time. She doesn't even work here anymore. Jasmine, we love you. And I guess go Rams now. Or no, go Chargers, sorry. But um, I was just saying like, I wanna like, I wanna do something. Like I wanna do something like that doesn't have to do with basketball. Like I wanna be in front of the camera. Like, and I would just send her all these TikToks and like all these videos of like other student athletes or just people in general, like doing the internet like videos where they interview people and I was like oh they're funny like they got different topics I'm like okay so we should do this and this and this I sent her like 30 text messages back to back to back to back she was so sick of me but she fought and like she didn't respond for like a week and I was just like dang like my dreams are dead but she responded and she was like okay I have someone who's gonna videography like a video record you like get your questions ready like it's Halloween the first episode we did was on Halloween last year. So she was like, it's Halloween. Like, we're just going to go to the tutor center where all the student athletes are anywhere. And we're going to knock it out. And that's just how Kicking It With Koi started. And honestly, I love, like, I love it. Like, it's so fun. And is that something that you are actively doing now? Like, it, in terms of, and this is like a super vague question, but how is it, like, with school, what's the status with, the team like if you don't mind getting into it what like what's on your plate right now essentially yeah like it's a lot to juggle like you really have to have tunnel vision when you are a student athlete and you decide to put something else on your plate like it just it just means one more thing that you can't do on the weekend or like another hour or two of not sleep that you're gonna have um but yeah I I would just say like I just have tunnel vision when it comes to this stuff, especially because I'm super passionate about it and I super, I like really like it. Like obviously my dreams and my goals like are basketball, but I also like have a lot of passion and like energy towards the video thing, like being in front of the camera, you know, vlogging, that sort of thing. So I guess I'm just spreading myself as thin as possible right now. <laughs> no, it's not even spreading thin it's just like getting such a big scope yeah you do need to juggle things and with your journey for lack of like a better word you grow up in Florida right and then Vanderbilt for two years absolutely make an impact there during COVID transfer to Arizona and then transfer again to uh, USC and there are videos out there where you've touched upon that so if people want to deep dive they can but for you do you feel like where you're at now is allowing you to juggle those other things better like it's more conducive to that environment and maybe you didn't have that in other places 
Yeah, definitely. So I, um, like Vanderbilt and Arizona were absolutely like amazing places. Like if my coach didn't get fired at Vanderbilt, I would have never left. Like I would have stayed there probably six years if I could have, like obviously five years, but six if I could have. And then um, Tucson, so not a great place for me. I found that out very quickly, like super hot. And it had a lot of like, as far as majors and things, like not a lot of like diversity and things that I could get into. But I feel like at USC, it's the perfect balance and the perfect mix of like, a, I'm a business major. I mean, my master's in business. So I mean, I have the perfect balance of just business school and books and books and books and reading and reading and reading. But also we have like an amazing media center on campus with a made just so many like deep connections of like videographers and photographers and people who have worked behind the scenes at Fox and ESPN and all this other stuff. So being able to learn without necessarily being in a classroom from those type of people. That's huge because even like when I was choosing colleges and I came to Rutgers it was because of many things like great program but the proximity to New York like that's where people are being journalists like podcasting all of that hustle and bustle being just in an environment like that it's the same with high performance in terms of sport people are high performing in entertainment or media and to be surrounded by those people is when you like get hyped up off that energy and even when we finish talking I'll be like oh man like I want to do this and that and like <laughs> yeah it, it's been a part of that energy and the high performance so are there ways you find like being at USC how long have you been there now oh this is my second and last year what and I know this is like people hate this question but what's the next thing like what, where are you going next <laughs> you I would rather you ask me to spell every word in the dictionary no I'm joking I'm joking <laughs> um what's next for me honestly continuing on my path of basketball wherever that takes me as far as I can um but also tapping tapping into so many of the connections here at USC when it comes to media um production that sort of thing so we'll also see where that takes me <laughs> it's vague but it's directional <laughs> it's very difficult being in this time and NIL for listeners like a lot of my listeners are based in New Zealand which college sports is so different there and we had Rachel on Rachel Mang Brown who's like absolutely boss queen smashing it in the NIL space and allowing student athletes to get recognition and to build their personal brand can you first describe like what NIL is in your experience and like just in general yeah um, so NIO or name, image, and likeness is the ability for all college student athletes to make money off of their name, image, or likeness. So instead of, for example, Taco Bell could reach out and tell you to take a picture with their new, what is Taco, like nacho, yeah. something, Baja Blast. <laughs> And if you post it on Instagram or, you know, you anywhere that you advertise, it is now legal for them to give you money for that. And previously, what, the school would make money and not you? Like we were just left out? So previously, a lot of NCAA 
chairman would call that pay for play, which was completely illegal in the NCAA. Um, I don't even think you would see like advertisements of student athletes because of all the different loopholes and like who would get the money or like how that would go. Um, or if you did, they're very few and felt very seldom because like you said, like coaches or schools instead were getting paid instead of the actual player. And when you started college, NIL was not a thing, right? Or it was like maybe emerging. How has that experience changed you? You're a business mind. You're literally mastering a business. So did you see that on the horizon and think like, oh, I'm totally going to like embrace this? Or what was your journey with NIL? Yeah. So uh, freshman and sophomore year, like freshman year, it was like completely not a thing. Sophomore year during COVID, I had heard some things about it, but still not like enough for me to be, you know, moving across the country. Um, when I got to Arizona, it was a huge conversation. And a lot of people were actually talking about it in terms of recruiting, like which colleges could offer the most NIL deals or sponsorships based on how good of a team you go to. Um, and then also like which regions of the world it was reaching the most. Um, so the answer to that was like the West Coast was getting the most money, top 25 teams, um, well-branded like Nike teams like Oregon's and stuff like that, USC. So honestly, it was only right <laughs> that I chose USC after that. And in 2022, they signed the bill and it was just on from there. I had my first NIL deal last year with Bumble and it was a super great experience like being a it, it was also really great for me because the Bumble like they wanted to give us creative direction to just post whatever in the scheme or like the theme that they had for the month and I don't know it just really allowed me to get in my content creator vibe before I was an official content creator so I think it all worked out perfectly for me. <laughs> That timing is pretty spot on and a big kind of drawback sometimes with student athletes is they don't have the time. So to, like they can't have a kind of like internship, especially basketball, your seasons always essentially there's no off because even if you take a break, you'll come back and be worse off for it. So you're constantly on being able to have like super hands on experience working with people. And interestingly, so I'm an, I was an international student athlete we don't get to do NIL because you can't make money unless, and so it's like interesting. I never entertained it because I just knew it was off the cards and rowing's not a huge, like we love rowing, but it's not like a huge um, broadcasting sport as opposed to basketball. Right. And this relates to the kind of core question I ask and the genesis behind the podcast in Australia, New Zealand, I'm from New Zealand there's this thing called tall poppy syndrome and so people might call it a lot of different things but essentially there's like a field of poppies and some of them the tall ones rise above and instead like all the other poppies chop it down so it comes back down to the same height so it's like a metaphor of like when someone's excelling or maybe rising above the community as a whole is like oh we need to bring them back down to earth some mm -hmm. a lot of that too is like people experience in different ways and every guest I've spoken to has a different like interpretation and experience. Sometimes mm. it's like 
you do it to yourself so you're like I don't even want to try because well what will other people say and the amount of times you hear that and it's like who's they like who's this figurative they you're speaking of you're doing it to yourself mate or imposter syndrome of you thinking like I'm not like good enough to be here or maybe there are people like spreading hate or commenting externally so that's like the sense of like tall poppy is people like yourself who are like damn I have these ambitions I want to do this I'm excelling and maybe experiencing like backlash for lack of a better word so with all that said in my ramble um what has been your experience with putting yourself out there and trying to like do things that other people haven't done internally and externally has there been backlash I guess Mm, that's a really good question um we can start with internally because you you know it doesn't even matter what people say if what's going on between your head is not lining up with like the rest of your body or just everything else like it's just not going to work out so I would say that internally it was very like I was very precautious like I was I had the idea of wanting to do like YouTube and wanting to do like kicking it with Koi for a while but I was just like ah like no other student athletes are doing this or like will I have time to do this with basketball like what if I get on campus and I like just don't sound good or I look stupid or like you know this this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing um I think one you the first thoughts that come to your head are never right like you have to ignore those you have to just sit and think about it to have a good support system like my mom my brother like being able to talk to them and talk it out and like understanding the pros and cons and just hearing it from a different perspective can change your whole perspective um externally i'm just not one of those people who have ever been like interested in hearing what people have to say or like care too much about people what people have to say but you know that you're doing something right when people are talking about you when people aren't talking about you that's when you know you don't have nothing going on so you're you need to go work on that (laughs) that is such like an attitude that for you comes naturally I can just tell the way you're exuding that so many people are gonna be like myself hearing you be like well if there's commenting that's good I'm like wow how did you get there like I know you mentioned your support system but is that something you've consciously worked on or do you just think you've always been like confident with yourself Mm, no confidence it did not always I was not always like this like oh my goodness middle school and high school like middle school and elementary school I used to get bullied like it's so sad I know kids are so mean like kids need to be nice to each other but I think after growing out of that and just honestly just growing into myself um helped a lot obviously playing a sport where you get noticed and recognized um through that sport helps a lot um I think my parents did a really good job of just you know telling me hey you're more than a basketball player like you're beautiful you speak well like you can do anything that you want to do in this world and I think at the end of the day, I just think about those things and the man above who created me. And I'm just like, I'm good. <laughs> let's go. Like, let's bring on all the problems. I got it. <laughs> That's true. And having 
because faith right is something that a lot of people grapple with or they're not so sure about so to hear that is also really encouraging and again not everyone's going to relate to that because they have their own understanding or relationship but having something that guides you or builds your confidence I think sports a huge part of my life and because you put in a certain amount of work and you see results it doesn't always go your way like the ball doesn't always bounce to you necessarily but in general like the more effort you put into something and just consistency like those principles of hard work that you know like there's no easy way you just have to work hard is really true and so through sport I mean for you the leaps you made from high school like sucks that you got bullied unfortunately it's not a unique story like that happens which is terrible going into high school clearly start dominating in basketball how did you go from like Florida high school to Vanderbilt because again a lot of people have questions like how the heck do I even how how does someone make that leap what did that process look like for you yeah the first word is sacrifice like so much sacrifice and like hard work and like consistency went into and goes into where I am now like in high school when I was a junior and senior I was like okay like I'm getting recruited by all these schools like I played AAU but I know like what I want to get better at and what I need to work on so that's going to get me to the next level and help me stay there my junior and senior year I went to I went to prom and I went to one party every day at 5 a.m I used to wake up go to the gym before school go to school have practice after practice I'm putting in more work I'm either running on the track or I'm just doing every like any and everything else to get better on the weekends, like I dedicated my time and my energy, my schedule, like around getting better, whether that was like for, well, obviously basketball has a lot of details, but like whether that was, you know, dribbling, watching film, shooting, being in shape, like in any way possible, every single day, my mentality was I'm going to add something to get better at like 1% better every day, honestly, was like my mindset and mentality. And like you said, the ball doesn't always bounce your way. Like I didn't get, you know, McDonald's All-American and Jordan Brand Classic the way like invited to those things, the way that I thought I should have, but that was just extra motivation for me to keep working, honestly. And by the time I got to college, like it all, it all, the, honestly, freshman summer was a blur because no matter the truth is, no matter how much you prepare for college, college hits you before you hit college. Like <laughs> the workouts, the study, everything, it just hits. And somehow, some way, I thank God, it transferred over. You know, I passed all my conditioning tests. I was able to play and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is history, but it's also, like you said, ongoing. You're only... Yeah getting better that one percent mindset still with you except now it's not just basketball it's business it's your personal brand everyone has a personal brand whether they know it or not okay so you you get to college but then your games start getting like televised right and there's people I've only been interviewed once after a race and then you look at basketball football I'm like these people are getting cameras in their face commentators are watching and they're also trying to like 
physically exert themselves to perform with their team to get things done having that attention on you for you I'm getting the sense maybe it like hyped you up because you seem to be that person but like how did you deal with suddenly like shit everything just like leveled up 3,000 and people are watching no yeah that's a really good uh question and a good point I may not have even like realized I was so focused on just like okay remember the plays remember the defensive schemes for the game like I'm just trying to make sure that I play every game honestly (laughs) but um yeah, I, I think, like you said, it kind of just hyped me up. Like when I see fans or like when I see students that are in campus and they come up to me and like, hey, you're on the basketball team. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like, I hope I'm gonna see you at the games, too. Because, you know, Vanderbilt, like as good, great of a school it is, like it's a smaller private school and playing in the SEC, like this huge conference, our women's basketball team just wasn't known for that yet. So I, I just kind of took pride in like making sure everyone that I came across like okay now you're a fan like now you have to come to the game so if I see you again like just don't even worry about speaking because you didn't come to the game (laughs) no I'm joking but yeah I I think when you know the whole lights camera and action thing came on and we were playing on tv just hyped me up even more I was just more excited to be there (laughs) Do you think you could see yourself going down like sports reporter? Because you're on the side of the field, like at the football games and stuff. Does that part of it entice you or would you prefer to be the athlete? Mm. So like having been on both sides, I'm kind of at this like tug of war with myself, honestly, like of trying to choose. But I'm also in the space of like, why should I have to choose? Like there are a million sports to commentate. Like I would love, to do both honestly like I don't play football I'm not a rower I don't play tennis like I would love to do both honestly yeah why limit yourself that comes back to that whole like we call it tall poppy but who's to say you can't do both and just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean it's not going to be done by coy like you'll be the first person (laughs) are there people that you like look up to yeah um, Maya Moore, like that, obviously, like, you know, my parents and stuff like that, but like Maya Moore, she has al- always been a role model to me, like, since the day I found out who she was. When I saw her playing, like, on TV at UConn, I was like, wait, there's college basketball for women and they have a championship, and like, she goes to UConn. Like, when I was growing up, like, UConn was like, oh, if you're getting letters from UConn, like you or you're an elite basketball player. Um, But even just like growing and like watching her over the years, seeing her like leave a game that she loved and she was like extremely passionate about to fight for activism and something like changed and something else that she felt equally as passionate about is super inspiring to me. Like, and then also whenever I saw her like on TV or just commercials, she was always so elegant and eloquent with her words. And I just found that to be so inspiring. It's powerful stuff, right? Because you often think of athletes as just like this brawn who are doing things and very physical, but there is so much intelligence and emotional intelligence as well that go into that. And a lot of thinking, because if you're training for a sport, you spend a lot of time, like you said, in your own head. 
And so you need to be your biggest advocate, but also your biggest coach. And having role models like that and seeing more than just like the physical element of the game. And I think even like classic, uh, um, I watched, I feel like everyone should at least watch like the last dance. And suddenly I know that's men's basketball, but you're like, whoa, these guys for your term, they're a little crazy. Um, <laughs> like, in all the best kind of ways, or there's this happening and oh my gosh, there's so many more elements that went into the game than what like historically is noted. Because I'm sure when you were in high school, and you were even when you were signing with Vanderbilt, you didn't think, oh, my career and my personal ambitions with content creating, I'm going to be in Los Angeles in a couple of years. Like that would not have been on your cards. You're so right. Like literally, you're so right. And yeah, like believe in yourself. Minds change, people's change, situations change. Like I, if anyone understands that, it's me. I went to three colleges and three different high schools. Like you just got to stay down and believe in yourself and like what you know to be in your heart and your mind do you think like LA is gonna be the place you're in for a while Mm, I get this question a lot I don't know I feel like LA or like the west coast in general or New York is just very like fitting for me um I feel like New York may be like a place that I ponder about settling down in like you know at the end of my 20s but right now I feel like the city of LA is is young and hot so I'm digging it I I can tell you're just so enthusiastic I love it I love New York it does get cold here um it's starting to get cold like I'm all rugged up right now so you do your thing where it's warm fire there's so many things we could talk about kind of more fun quick fire questions because I've been in proximity with basketballers like the Rutgers women's and men's basketball are just like so cool that was always what we thought was like we shared um where that where the courts are the practice courts the rowing like erg room the rowing machines were next to it so we would see them all the time for you what is like you've been defined as like a versatile defender when there's only five people in the court like this is such an kind of ignorant question but what is your role like what is your position on the court what are you doing when you go into a game yeah so no it's not an ignorant question I got you so I and coaches define myself as like a point forward a stretch for I when people ask me what position I play honestly I always say all of them because like I do everything on the court. Like I'll get a rebound and dribble it down and go get a layup and then go guard the point guard on the other team. Or I'll shoot a three and then go back down and guard the post player. Like I'm a very big team supporter and like whatever the team needs me to do to win, I'm going to do it. Whether it is chasing shooters all night long or it's like guarding the girl who drops 40 every game. Like I'm just going to try my best and give the team what I got. (laughs) what's your favorite memory on the court Mm, I don't know playing in Arizona was so much fun like playing in Arizona was so much fun we packed out every single game and it was just so loud in there the colors red blue and white like you just can't go wrong any game we played at home it was a movie yeah that's probably yeah that sounds pretty 
sick that sounds incredible and when it is like like that absolutely packed is it distracting like I know you said before you're focused is it not distracting not even like distracting but it's like limiting because it's like the stuff you would usually say on the court like you can't because there's like that many more people watching you or listening to you like there's more cameras on the sideline um I would say like you can't hear like your teammates or your coaches so you gotta like come ready to yell all night but other than that like I said it just brings me energy I'm like ooh, like because I came from a school at Vanderbilt where you know we didn't always get a lot of fans unless we played like rivalry teams like Tennessee or something like that or if we were in the SEC tournament where it was like a different location but Arizona was so hyped it was so fun honestly just playing there okay and high performance environments that's something I focus on a lot with people what's something that you've learned from being in a high performance environment whether that be Arizona Vanderbilt um, USC now that has like stuck with you, like a piece of advice someone's given you or just being surrounded by these other high performers, what's like a lesson, I guess, that other people could take away? Mm. I would say that anytime I'm in a high performing or like, you know, high stress induced environment, I always take myself back to like the empty gym or like when I'm on the free throw line, I think about when it's just me and myself in the gym and like, no one else is here, like how I feel, how I breathe, like what I would be doing. And I just kind of take myself there and then transfer it. Like you you go back in your memory, you pick up that feeling and then you bring it to your present. That's good. And that can be applicable to anything, like any high performance, high stress, like you said, environment. Just like, what was it like in training? What was it like when I was by myself? If someone's giving a public speech, like what was it like when I practiced in my room and I was good? Um, and to bring that forth okay I I really like that that's like super tangible which I'm always after is like what can people listen and take away you mentioned Bumble was like the first NIL deal what has been like your most memorable NIL deal so far and what's like a dream partnership or collab okay so I'm going to say my most memorable one was Bumble simply because it, they let us get like so creative and the deal was so long. <laughs> like I felt like I was making Bumble content for like over a year, but I wasn't. It was just, it just felt that way to me because I was making so much content. Um, and then a dream one would probably be like, like L'Oreal or like CoverGirl makeup. Because I feel like, especially growing up, like everyone who I admired, like was on a CoverGirl commercial. And I just feel like I want to be the next CoverGirl. <laughs> I can see that. Like two on that. And this is such like a just curious athlete question. Getting ready for games to my point about like there's cameras on you. You're going to be sweating like crazy. Was there any like pre-game rituals did you need your hair in a certain way like such like I don't want to under emphasize how much like physical training and competitiveness you have but some of those practical questions like how do you get ready just like hair outfit do you have lucky shoes like heading into a game is there a ritual that you do to just like get in Koi's zone before you get on the court no that good question growing up my mom always used to tell me look good, feel good, feel good, play good, 
play good, pay good. I'm not, I, you can go back and look at any game I've had. If my hair wasn't done, it was a bad game. I know I didn't, I didn't do well. Like I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I didn't, not because I wanted to. I just think that's like, that's just the energy that it gives. Um, Mm -hmm. But like before the games, like I don't wear like makeup or anything during the games. Like I'll probably have my lashes and like a lot of like uh, uh, aquaphor on. But um, like I always make sure my hair looks good. Like, you know, whatever, whether I'm going to do the ponytail or the braid. My I had a coach that used to tell me like, oh, when you put your hair in a braid, like I know you don't mean business I, or I know you mean business because like you're not playing around. And I'm like, dang, I do mean business when I put this braid in because. I can't have the ponytail, like, you know, <laughs> like the ponytail is not hitting anybody. I have to braid it today. Like y'all are about to get this work. How observant of the coach to know that. And the coaches too, like there's a lot of relationships people have, whether that's in work, like teacher relationship, but coach relationships, especially in like a pretty intimate team that is basketball. Getting uh, like coaching can sometimes be construed as like getting you know, negative feedback or positive feedback. How would you, I guess, take on board what your coach was saying and like interpret that and like they just want me to be better and that's not like a attack on my character? How was that relationship in the feedback channel? Yeah, I think it's all about relationships. Like I've always prided myself in someone who's like coachable and like listens. Like even if it's not what you want to hear or how you want to hear it, like you take it, you go like walk down the court or walk to the bench and you process that like realistically, like, okay, was I not playing defense that last possession? No, I wasn't. Can I go in and do better? And does my team need me to? Absolutely. And that's like, I just feel like that's how communication um, works. But, you know, like sports, especially like when you're in the middle of a game and it's like, you know, high stakes. I know like a lot of emotions and a lot of passion gets involved. And I've never been someone to like take those kind of things personally because I know how passionate I am about basketball. So anyone that's coaching me or like, you know, a teammate, like I also understand they have that same level, if not more about the game. So anything that happens on the court is staying on the court and we're charging it all to the game. You want to be coachable you want to take advice from other people you want to be the best version and one percent better every day but how do you balance that with okay but I'm not gonna take other people's I don't want to care what other people think about me but then I care what some people think about me how do you like balance that no that is a good question honestly I think it's all about relationships like when I know people have my best interests at heart or you know, we're all shooting towards the same goal. Like that's when I think I take and like hear a lot more of the message that they're trying to communicate with me. But when people are just like, you know, on social media or saying things from afar or like fans come up to you and say anything after a game, like you just kind of like, like, okay. Like you're just kind of like, oh, ha ha ha. Like, thanks for coming tonight. <laughs> and then, like, you turn around and you go back to the locker room. You're like, y'all not going to believe what this fan just said to me. Like, <laughs> so. What is the craziest thing? What's, like, a more memorable, not craziest thing someone, like, a fan said to you? Do you recall? Ooh. I, wait. 
I'm okay. So like I used to go, I used to live in Nashville, Tennessee, which is like, you know, the South, like country music, you know, white boys, cowboy boots, that kind of thing. Some guy came up to me after the game and he was like, man, like you're, you're really killing out there. How do you get your hair like that? I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, what do you want me to say right now? <laughs> like, what? You just watched me play a whole basketball game and that's what you wanted to ask me? <laughs> okay, I was just like, it's magic. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what I said. I was just like. Going from Florida, Nashville, like you said, there's so many differences and now you're on the West Coast. Such a important topic and you do a lot of advocating. Like I saw you were at the... Um, student athlete black summit i believe and like connecting with like 1200 or 1400 students or something were there and you were going around interviewing people how important is that for you to use your voice for things that are important to you how how does that like integrate i guess yeah um i think it's super important like understanding the platform that i have and like what my followers look like what the people who you know look up to me and possibly even want to be like where I am I know what it took for me to get here and like all the different things I had to fight that had nothing to do with basketball um so just sharing as much knowledge and just understanding about college athletics and just anything anywhere I've touched anywhere I've been to help the people come in after me so it can be easier for them I I would want someone to do that for me so I, I find that super important and like I said earlier, just using your platform, like, no, you don't have to talk about everything and there's time and place to talk about things, but it's important that when you do have a voice that you use it. The emphasis of this podcast is to talk about like your experiences and it's super fun and exciting, these things, but I love how you're, you're like, there's a time and a place. So in those times and places, you're going to be serious, Koi, like talking about like those core values that are important. But another one is like, having fun, working hard. People are complex. There's so many things. So I'm just like stoked that we could talk. People can learn more about NIL because I think it's huge and it's growing. And there's like a huge question mark around it for most people. They're like, what is it? They're like, athletes weren't getting paid. And you're like, oh, well, no, like some get scrolled, this and that. Like (laughs) there's just a lot of dialogue going around in general on the topic. What are you working on? I know there's a podcast, you got your YouTube channel, you got content creation. What's next? Mm, good question. So myself and another student athlete here at USC will be starting a podcast very, very soon. Um, we're actually doing our first episode of recording next week. Um, and it's going to be called Two Girls, One Room. And we're just going to touch on a lot of different aspects. Obviously, like we'll have similar um like characteristics being black female student athletes in the college athletic space, but also talking about, you know, NIL, you know, we're both also transfers, um, navigating so many different places and spaces, living in LA, like just everything under the sun from girl chat to like serious conversations, we're going to be talking about it. So I'm super excited. Seriously, that in general is like such a movement I would say at the moment where it's not like like for me there's kind of this crux question I come back to is like how have you experienced sticking yourself like out there advocating yourself 
but my favorite podcast that I listen to where it's like yeah it is like talking about kind of really surface level things of like how to dress for this or that and then other stuff of like actually discrimination being faced in my experience with this and like I'm struggling with this or that and like getting advice from each other so to just have the dynamic of the two of you and who knows like the first episode might be about one thing and the second third is going to be completely different but I'm excited to listen to how did you determine that you wanted to work with another person and not just do like a podcast by yourself um honestly that's a good question as well um so I was gonna do one by myself but I ended up like continuing kicking it with Koi and I picked up another baby which is YouTube and my blogging so I was just like okay I need a space where like myself and another like-minded individual like connect on an intellectual level and we just talk about so many different experiences and shared experiences that we have and I decided that what other like place and space to do that with with one of my close friends here at USC and yeah I'm excited I think it's gonna like we're a great match a lot of the things we're gonna be talking about on the podcast we've already talked about too many times in person so how it gets conveyed and displayed is going to be I think it's going to be fun yeah and it's going to be I use unhinged in the most complimentary of ways and it's like unhinged just means like I don't know where it's going to go it could go literally anywhere and it's just sporadic and fully your personality and so it's going to it's going to be epic I can't wait to listen to it uh my last question which I ask everyone is if you had to have one meal for the rest of your life, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it's not like a final meal, it's just like has to be the same one every time, what's it going to be? I'm going to do like, I'm going to do like, like a seafood pasta, but like, I want like lobster and I also want like clams and shrimp and mussels and like a, not a creamy sauce and not a wet sauce, but kind of just like a, like a light sauce, like spaghetti noodles that I could just twirl around in the fork. Honestly, that sounds really good right now. <laughs> Cause it's I don't like know. 6 p.m. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was my everyday meal or if that's going to be my tonight dinner (laughs) well even like because florida and now la you probably have access to a lot more like just fresh shellfish um like fish in general as arizona was that giving you like were you able to get that what was the cuisine like there um i don't think i would eat that in arizona honestly (laughs) where did that come from no yeah I so what's funny is I drove because I have family that lives in uh like my dad and like his family, my dad and my stepmom and like that side of my family live in Oakland. So like for fun, we drove from Oakland to Arizona just to like, you know, we love a road trip. So like it was, you know, it was more for my dad, but it was fun. Driving into Tucson like was the most humbling experience because you like like you're going like through California and it's like all pretty and scenic and then it just gets dark and then it gets hot and then you like get to Phoenix and you're like wait like why are we passing the city like I want to I want to go there and then you just keep going it's like that Spongebob episode where he's like in the like the under part of Bikini Mountain it's like dark and there's no one like 
that is exactly how I felt driving into Tucson. <laughs> and I was like, uh. Were you there for a year? You did a, a year? Yeah. So. Yeah. And you had an impact, again, on and off the court. Like, yeah. you made your force and you just know that your environment, it wasn't conducive to absolutely maximizing all your ambitions you wanted to do. So kudos to you for making that transfer. That's why the transfer portal's there so that people can be in the right spot. College isn't just about gritting your teeth and sticking it out at like one place. No, it's like for finding yourself and leaning into what you're good at and your passion. So I'm so glad that you are at where you're at because it seems to suit you very well. Thank you. People, like when this goes live, people can find you in any format if they want to listen, watch the game, whatever it's going to be. But seriously, I know you're a super busy person, a lot going on. So thanks for spending the time with me for an hour to be on Tall Poppy Talk. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Uh, I'm going to come back in two years after I do the uh, cover girl. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to Tall Poppy Talk. We'll see you next time. Feel free to check us out on socials, YouTube, and the website. Thanks for today's guest.